ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Mind Your Popcorn. I am one of your two hosts, Ricky Uniac. And I'm Chuck Clark. Another rare back-to-back week of episodes, back-to-back episodes, episodes of back-to-back weeks for us these days. Um, I'm really excited for this one. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, I figured this was, this is one of the first marquee movie releases of the year, I'd say. You know, I really sat here for half a second and was really trying to figure out what month it was. <laughs> for a second, I was like, we're in November. Has it only been like one marquee release this year? And then I was like, wait a second, it's May. Yeah, certainly, certainly first marquee release, I think, of the summer. Oh, yeah. Um, Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Have I seen a movie this year? Yeah, I definitely have. But, oh, I don't consider, I wouldn't consider Ant-Man marquee. Uh, Oh, well, yeah. No, that's marquee. That's like a big, you know what I mean? They made a big deal of that, so... Um, yeah okay okay I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you but i think i think for like for, so first of the and sub- i yeah like our preferences i think we had this one circled but yeah yeah and like neither of us were interested in in mario so yeah i never got around to seeing that i've been creed I'll, three could Creed three was another one yep yeah um shazam i don't think was ever no that movie um, came out Yep, oh, <laughs> we man. came out back in March. Ooh, Dungeons and Dragons was a surprise hit, but neither of us went and saw it. And then, yeah, April was like basically Mario Brothers, and then not a whole lot, not anything like block, blockbuster potential until Guardians. Yeah, for sure. This, I, I, if you were looking at the movies, like, I mean, if you really wanted to, like, like look at the big, like, the big picture, this was the first one where if you were to go through the calendar, like, the, the, the release schedule, this would have been the first one you circled and been like, okay, this has a chance to be a billion-dollar movie. Yeah, it, yeah, like, Ant-Man and Wasp would have been an outside shot, but I think everything else, yeah, I would have circled this. I mean, Mario ended up being a billion-dollar movie, but, right. yeah. Yeah, so. I would not have, I would not have predicted that, but. We will spend the majority of this episode kind of diving into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which came out uh, a week ago today. What's today? Wednesday? This episode drops on Thursday. So a week ago from when this episode airs is when the movie had come out. So we both got a chance to go see it in the first week. We will dive headfirst into that. Um, But before we do, we have some NBA to talk about. Mm-hmm. So there are two games on tonight, but b- before we talk about the upcoming games, let's kind of get caught up on where we're at in each respective series. So I'm trying to think Le- right now in the Eastern Conference, you have the Heat or, uh, up 3-2 on the Knicks, I believe. 3-1. They're up 3-1. Yeah, 3-1, uh, 3-1. Yeah, yeah game, five, game five's tonight. It just tipped off, and so it's going on right now. If anything crazy happens, which anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll cover it. Um, then later on tonight, you have the Lakers versus the Warriors. The Lakers are up 3-1 to one on the Warriors, which is probably 
the biggest surprise, well, you could argue both of these games today or these series that are happening today have been pretty big surprises. Um, I would, I would argue the Lakers being up three, one is a bigger surprise is the biggest surprise. Like the heat being up three, one, if you told me, Hey, the Knicks are going to collapse in the second round to the heat, I'd have been like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. You know, what else is a pretty big surprise too, is the Sixers up three to two on the Celtics. That is much more surprising because the Celtics look lost. They look like they they look bad. <laughs> like um, the body language is poor. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that series here in just a second. But uh, easily the most entertaining series, I think, has been the Suns and Nuggets, which the Nuggets last night won game five, six, game, one game, five, they won game five. Uh, to go up three to two on the Suns, um, which that series, I mean, if, if you're if you're a basketball fan, that series really has had everything. It's been fantastic. Um, it, I just wish that those games weren't so goddamn late because us yeah. East Coast Eastern time zone folks were hurting. Yeah, but here's the thing. You want people you want the stadium to be full, right? And it's, well, I guess 10 o'clock for them. So that's an 8 o'clock start for Denver because they're mountain time. Mm-hmm. So, like, and you don't want two games on at the same time. So they had to be spread out time start-wise. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I understand it. I'm just not happy about it. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, because you work in, you work nights. Have you had a chance to, to watch these games? Um. So my my work doesn't get TNT for some reason. So that's that's not fun. But um, when it's on ESPN or ABC, I can watch them a little bit. And what I'll do is I'll usually have them on here at home. Um, and then when I leave, I, so I'll watch like through the third quarter or so of the Eastern game. And then the Western game usually tips off right when I'm at work. So I can't fully pay attention to it, but I keep an eye on it. And for the TNT game, Bleach Report will let you watch 10 minutes free in their app. So I, if it's a close game, I'll wait until there's like two minutes or so left in the game. And then I'll pull that up and watch the end. Oh, so you're holding on to, the, you're holding on to that 10 minutes just in case. Yeah, that 10 minute, that 10 minute preview comes in handy. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. I, I was thinking, I mean, cause the late slate on, uh, to, the late slate tonight is the Lakers and Warriors, which I mean, it's, it's still Steph versus LeBron. So it's entertaining. And I guess, depending on what you, I, I guess, depending on, I mean, if you're, if, if you're like an East coast Warriors fan, you're, you're probably like not, not feeling too hot having to stay up and, and watch Jordan Poole, you know, just chuck up shots and 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 not score any points. He's not going to get any minutes in this game. I did see a tweet the other day. Um, thank God Jordan Poole took the extension in the offseason because this would have been a Dennis Schroeder level bag fumbling if he had just bet on himself this year. <laughs> dude, he's like, dude, I don't know, man. The, the Warriors, uh, if, if anyone, uh, people who pay attention to the regular season will remember that. In the very beginning of the year, the Warriors were like actively bad and they had 
away woes or road woes all season long. Yep. But in the first half, it was especially awful because their bench couldn't score. They had like no bench. Yeah, they, um, they kind of still don't. I mean, they are relying right. on Steph and Clay to basically put up like jack up to. They need Steph and Clay to basically shoot forty five percent from three and take ten to twelve threes a game, and pray they get like four or five from other people. Yeah, which is also why is, Clay hasn't also, been playing well. Yeah. Well, that's also why they're not getting the foul, the foul discrepancy because they just refuse to go into the paint where you normally draw fouls. And the Lakers are like, well, we are going to live in the paint, draw as many fouls as we can because you guys don't have a body to guard Anthony Davis and, or LeBron if he goes in. And that'll be that. Yeah, it, it's crazy to see. I mean, credit to Steph. Steph's doing everything that he can. Um, Clay has not showed up. You know, the series isn't over yet. I mean, no. I like I it's it. they've done it before. This this core of the Warriors have come back from three one in the playoffs before. Um, so I'm not not trying to say that it's over. But, man, it's it it's really hard to watch. Like it, like Jordan Poole played 10 minutes last night. And then for one reason or another, they, or not last night, but two, two nights ago. And then the media like went to him at the end of the game. To, for like his like post game thoughts, and he like didn't even face the media. He like did the entire thing with like his back to him and like his head down, and it was just it was really really bizarre. Clay's not playing well. Um, I think I think we both probably I don't remember if we thought this or or if we said this, but I know we both thought this was that like if if AD was going to play the way we know he could play, then the, the uh, Lakers were going to win this series. And outside of really one game, he's 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 shown up. Uh, the one game he didn't was the Warriors' one win so far. So series isn't over. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I do think that um, the Lakers, if if they don't win tonight, they need to win game six in L.A., yeah, because if this goes back to San Fran for game seven, oh, boy, oh, buddy. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, So you really haven't had a chance to watch this series a whole lot, right? Going off of what you just said a few moments ago. No, not a ton. It's crazy to see um, as somebody who has been throwing out parlays on this series and. And basically only only staying up to watch the first half. It's crazy to see how LeBron James has basically managed to load manage himself in game. <laughs> I'm not joking you like if you can find a full game recap anywhere, like go back and watch like the first quarter and a half of, of all the games so far. Homie just stands around. He he stands around and he kind of points to where he wants people to go and he's resting. And then like towards the end of the second quarter and then the second half, he's he like turns it on and he'll still like hit, you know, his projected numbers and he'll still like, you know, hit his over and rebounds and sometimes his over and points and whatnot. It's just it's crazy. He's perfected in game load management. 
Yeah, and except in the fourth quarter, and he he turns it up in the. I did see the video of like LeBron going to the bench, and it's the video of the guy falling on the bed and bouncing right back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It's, I mean, they they do need him, but he doesn't have to be. Like, he doesn't have to be completely dominant. He's really kind of become like this, like, I don't know what the what the basketball term for it is, but like this off-ball player now, I guess. Um, he's point not, forward. This is what point forward is for him. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I really never thought we'd see the day where he, um, like, actually takes a back seat and lets you know, like, uh, obviously, like, you know, he, he would take a backseat to AD when AD wants to, wants to play. But, like, homies letting Austin Reeves and Dennis Schroeder, like, take the ball up court, which is awesome. Like, he's letting them take the ball up court in the playoffs. Um, as a Cavs fan, never thought I'd see the day. Um, okay, so are you – I know we just said that the series isn't over, but are are you personally ready to declare the Warriors dead? No. Okay. Uh, don't count the Warriors out. Made this mistake last round. Let's not do this. Okay. Um, are the Knicks dead? Knicks are dead. Knicks are so dead, dude. <laughs> They're, uh, did you see what Julius Randle said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they want it more. Oh, yikes. Oh, man. Oh, dude, yikes. You can't be saying that. And I'm watching the game now, and, you know, it's the first quarter. It's been back and forth, but, like... Already, the Knicks body language is like, we're here to play a game. Like, it does not, it just doesn't look energized. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what it is. I saw this hilarious article. Julius Randall just attempted a three. Yeah, always a horrific sight. <laughs> he, dude, he's, he's really been playing terribly this entire, really this entire postseason. He was not good against the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart and, um, Oh, I can't think of his name. R.J. Barrett? No. Or Mitchell Robinson. R- Mitchell Robinson, man. The, like, and I'll I'll throw R.J. in there because R.J. showed up and was and was like was like Devin Booker for two games. It was crazy. Um, but I mean, th- those three basically um willed them past the Cavs. Not not that it took a whole lot, but I I saw this article. I want to say it was like the. I don't know. It was some New York um, sports page or newspaper. I don't. I don't know what it was, but I saw it on Twitter. And somebody was making the case that uh, the the Knicks were playing poorly in Miami because of the sun. Uh, I did see that. Uh, like, Mike Mike Greeny, I think, or Greenberg talked about uh, that. It was Twitter. Greenberg. That's right. Like what? Wait, does the sun not affect the Jimmy Butler? Like, what kind of argument is that? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. He's I'm I'm not his biggest fan. I don't know about you, but he he's he's kind of he's kind of wacky to me. Um, so Knicks are dead. Are the Celtics dead? Oh, I'll tell you what, they might be. Another team with terrible body language. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is, you know, Emei Adoka got fired, and then Joe Mazzulla, W guy, love him, takes over, and they still are the number two seed in the East, so you just go, well, the, the, 
must be doing all right. But now it's crunch time and they just cannot find it. They played with it. I really started getting worried when Atlanta pushed it to a game six because I was like, this series should have been over like two games. It should have been a sweep, but they let them come back and it's it's just not good. I don't know what's going on. Man, it's really been it's been a rough week for for Dub V fellows, coach, current coaches and and past players. Am I right? Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I saw a lot of people, and I don't know how we didn't hammer it. Was Castellanos to hit home run off Alex Manoa, which he did yesterday? No, he didn't. Yes, he did. <gasps> and then Castellanos is deep to left field. Oh my God! How did we miss that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's the freest bet of all time. Whenever something, I mean, it, it's eerily similar to what happened when the whole meme was created. But uh, we won't go into what exactly it is we're referring to. Uh, if you want to get caught up, just Google WVU coach, and that should take care of that for you. Yep. <laughs> um, um, I, I'm not going to ask you if the Suns are dead because I think that'd be silly. Um, yeah. Do you think that that series is going seven? Cause I do. I hope not. I hope the Nuggets close it out to be Honduras on a you because I'm rooting for the Nuggets and I just want the Nuggets to succeed and I want them to close it out in game six and stop stressing me out. Um, can you, can you re-rank your rooting interest really quick? Uh, number one is Nuggets. Number two is Lakers. Number three is Heat. Believe that's still, yeah. Okay, and can I ask you why you have Lakers over Heat? Because I would like to see LeBron get a fifth. That'd be nice. Okay. okay. All right. I'm not a LeBron I, hater. I didn't. I didn't think that you were, but I. I don't know why I thought that that you might be indifferent. I think my. My rooting interests really have kind of shuffled uh, since the beginning of the playoffs. Um, I think I'm Lakers one, Nuggets two, Heat three. Um, and I am on the record. I don't know if I'm on the record with you, but I know I've shared with you my disdain for the 76ers. Yeah. I am on the record with some friends saying that if the 76ers beat the Celtics and send them home. I will drop my hatred for them. Um, so that that is on the table. Uh, so there is a chance. I mean, if it's 76ers and Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm rooting for the Heat. Uh, but the 76ers might be like my my fourth rooting interest. And then it goes. I mean, I'm missing some teams here. I guess the teams I don't really care about that I'm indifferent about are. I guess it's just the. The, the Knicks War- and the Suns, I'm pretty indifferent on. Yeah, and the Warriors. Um, I think I'm actively rooting against the Warriors. <laughs> um, I like the War. No, I that's a lie. I don't. I don't like. I like Steph Warriors. Curry. I, I like, like Steph Curry. Yeah. I like Steph Curry. I'm okay with Clay. I think he's the perfect kind of like NBA jerk level where it's like. He's really only a jerk if you provoke him. Most of the time, he's 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 just a dude. He's having fun. He's whatever. You know what I mean? So I, I don't love get... Clay when he's playing against the Grizzlies. Yes, that's like the perfect like this is your moment. Yeah. Um, Draymond and... 
is hit or miss, I feel like. I don't hate Draymond. Like I don't hate yeah. Draymond. I just wish sometimes it's like it feels like when I want you to ease up, you're pressing down on the pedal. Yeah, that's true. I I really I it does rub me the wrong way. Not that Draymond cares about what, what I think, but in case he's listening, it really rubs me the wrong way that like when he gets like teed up and thrown out that he like leans into it. Like, what you know, like, like if he's uh, playing on the road, like, I don't know. It's like cringy to me how he'll like on his way out, like taunt the crowd. Like what it's like, dude, like just just go to the locker room, man. Like, I don't know. That kind of weirds me out a little bit, but I don't I don't hate the Warriors. I. I really think that the only reason I'm actively rooting against them, and I don't know what this says about me, is I don't want Steph to pass up LeBron in rings. Mm. So, because they're both at four. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that's where I'm at. If if LeBron, if the, the Lakers pull this off and, and they win the chip this year, then by all means, let Steph go and get um, his fifth too, but I don't want to live in a world where Steph retires with five plus and LeBron only has four. Like they either need to be tied or LeBron has more than Steph. And I, you know, obviously me being a Cleveland fan, I, I don't think I have to explain why I want that, but, um, that's where I'm at. I don't hate the Warriors. It's just like, Hey, not yet. Let, let LeBron get ahead really quick. So, um, Anything else with the playoffs? I think we kind of covered it all. I did have to make some apologies to my 76ers fans at work for the disrespect I was throwing their way. Oh, what did you do? Well, Thursday night, I said (laughs) after the game two where Embiid came back and was, you know, not good. I said, is 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 Embiid a fraud? People are asking. (laughs) You pulled a me, man. You now, pulled a me. <laughs> now, now, I came back after that on Monday night, last night, or two nights ago, uh, and was like, okay, so Embiid's not a fraud, but like, y'all still, I don't believe in y'all, which I, I at the time, obviously I did, because they went, obviously they had won, um, Game four, but they had on Friday night just been really bad against the Celtics. And then uh, they proved me wrong in game five. The They just absolutely handled the Celtics in game five. So I had to apologize. Now that I've apologized, I'm interested to see if Boston bounces back. They ain't bouncing back, man. What if I'm not? What if me being nice to the 76ers is the key to their to their downfall? <laughs> <laughs> the the anti process. Yeah, if I praise the seventy praise, there's an equation. Praise to seventy sixers equals less success. Uh, I I I think I think you're fine. I well, you might have to do more apologizing if if they come back and win. I'm I'm not sure, but uh, I uh, the Celtics are just dog water, man. They're so bad. Um. We have the NBA draft lottery next week, don't we? Uh, the the lottery, yes. Yeah, draft lottery. Okay, so that'll be interesting to kind of talk about. Um, I didn't get a chance to share this with you, but you know how you tease me about the Blue Jackets? Yes. 
I was also on the record with my cousin, who is a Blue Jackets fan, saying that if the Blue Jackets would have won the NHL draft lottery and gotten Bedard, I would have declared my Blue Jackets fandom. Um, NHL had different plans, hashtag NHL rigged, because uh, that was not a legitimate draft lottery. Um, Did you see what happened? I did not. So you saw who won the draft lottery, right? I saw, I saw the Blackhawks won, yes. Mm, yeah, it was three months after they traded Patrick Kane. Mm, I bet. I bet that they were going to jump two spots to get the number one overall pick when there's a generational type talent. That, you know, seems fishy. Let that sink in, if you will. You know. Now, who are the other two teams they jumped? Anaheim and Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously poking fun at it. I don't actually believe that like these uh, teams or these leagues um, rig the lotteries, but Mm. it is weird though that (laughs) Chicago. Well, the the weirdest part about it was in the TV broadcast. I don't know if you heard about this. They had yet to unveil the top three teams. They were going to commercial. And the top three teams had not yet been revealed, or the order of them. We knew that they were Columbus, Anaheim, and uh, and Chicago. But as they were breaking for commercial, I don't know the exact words that were spoken, but whoever was on the broadcast was saying, like, and right before we go to break, like, you know, we learn that it's Columbus who, like, moves into the third spot. And we they hadn't done it yet. We, they hadn't set the order yet. And then you come back from commercial and then the actual person who was up there revealing the order then said Columbus. So it was it was it was weird. It was weird. I'm sure it was just an error, though. Like, I'm sure that the the broadcast knew the order, like because I don't think they're actually doing like a lottery ball machine up on stage, you know, and drawing the numbers live. I'm sure just like the NBA, it's all done behind the scenes ahead of time. Which, by the way, but, just asking for sketchiness. Why are you yeah. not? Why not do it live? Like that—that that would be incredible. Yeah, be incredible television. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Now that thought just popped or popped through my head. I'm, I'm guessing because like they don't want there to be like an error. You know, like, I don't know how you could have an error, like do a true do a true lottery draw. No, maybe maybe they're thinking about like, hey, 14 is New Orleans, 13. N- no, not New Orleans. We've got to take all the balls out. You know what I mean? Like their pick is done. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't maybe know. that's an annoying process. That's not televisable. I'm sure there's a good reason. I just want to know what the reason is. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Well. Maybe maybe next year, Blue Jackets, you'll have a chance to earn my fandom, but it's not going to be it's not going to be this coming season. But but Bobrovsky's not on there, though. Well, what team is he on now? He's I think he's on the Panthers. Uh, yeah, I yeah he's, he's on the, the Panthers. He's the keeper for the Panthers. I'm pretty sure. Who are, by the way, just about to <laughs> they just beat the Boston Bruins in the first round, the best yep. regular season team of all time. And they're about to beat the Maple Leafs. They're about to sweep the Maple Leafs in round two. Yeah, um, Toronto, man. I, I'm glad you finally won a series, uh, but this is the most Maple Leafs thing of all time. Like, if you don't win a game in the second round, have you really made it to the second round? I don't think so. 
you they win a series and that they're the they would have had to play the best team ever, which if they had played them and lost, people would have been like, you know, they just, you know what I mean? It would have been one of those things. And, but instead they got the young, the low, the lower seat, the, the lowest seat in the playoffs, the play, Panthers, and they still can't win a game. Yeah, it's brutal. And I'm not trying to discredit the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are very talented. I'm pretty sure they won the president's cup last season. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I could totally be, they either won the president's cup last year or were the number one overall seed, which I guess would be the same thing. Um, well, they could be the number one seed in the East and not, you know, if the team in the West won the president's cup, then you know what I mean? Okay. By the way, yeah. Knicks score 14 points in the first quarter. Oh man. The (laughs) Knicks are so dead. Oh, the first quarter just ended for me. Oh my God, it's twenty-four to fourteen. Oh, they're showing Randall. Oh, the body language is so bad. Uh, oh, there's Kevin Love. I'm happy for Kevin. Um, Kevin, we, we love you. you. <laughs> so I've actually been really enjoying watching the NHL playoffs. Um, I'm an NHL casual. I have a future on the Oilers. Uh, it's rough right now. They're down two one to the Vegas uh, Golden Knights, which God. Damn it. I'm not not a Golden Knights fan. Um, Seattle Kraken are electric. I don't know if you've really had a chance to dive into the playoffs, but first year in the NHL and they're kicking ass. That's that's what I might understand. Um, my friend Tom is a Seattle sports fan. He talks about them all the time. Um, they score a lot of goals from a lot of different people. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I've heard. But, They're a really uh, good time. And that series is tied 2-2, right, with Dallas? Mm, oh, Dallas might have won last night. Yeah, they did. Six okay, three. then, yeah, then it's 2-2. It's 2-2. Um, so by the time we drop our next episode, which if it's next week or the week after, we'll obviously get caught up with where we're at in the NBA. We'll still be in the either the beginning of the conference final rounds or – in in the middle of them and then we'll do an nhl update as well and then also by then we will have the uh, the nfl schedule which drops tonight if you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out so we'll have plenty of sports to get caught up on maybe we'll play a colts and brown schedule game you know i don't know maybe we get crazy with it yeah i already know where one colts game is oh did they get an overseas one yeah they're playing patriots in germany that's uh, good for you Week 10. I'm pretty sure that's good for you. I mean, like uh, a young team having to travel. I mean, you want them to lose, right? Yeah. I mean, and the Patriots, I think the Patriots were in Germany last year. I know. has got I, a timeshare there. Um, Jacksonville plays two games there this year. Ah, dude, I feel so bad for Jags fans, dude. Your team's finally good. You have one of the great young QBs in the league. And the the NFL just does not care. (laughs) They do not care about you. Um, I'm assuming that their two overseas games took up one away game and one home game. Because if it took up two home games, that is part of my language. Malarkey. Yeah, it's one home game, one away game. Because their home game is Wembley Stadium week four. And then the Bill, they're playing the Bill. So the Titans, Bills, and Jaguars were all getting a London home game, essentially. So the Bills will host Jacksonville for their London game. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So it counts as one away and one home for the Jacksonville. And they're back-to-back weeks. So Jacksonville hosts, you know, Atlanta week four, and then they're at the Bills week five. But, um, yeah, so week four, when they play Atlanta, they'll be in Wembley Stadium. And week five, they'll play at the new Tottenham Stadium, the one that the Vikings played in last year, if you remember, Vikings Saints. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is, is there any method to how the NFL determines, like, if there is a team out there who plays one game, well, I guess most of the teams only play one game overseas, um, is there any method that determines whether that takes away a home or an away game? I think essentially what they did is, um, so because now that there's the 17th game and so this year, all the AFC teams have an extra home game because um, because of the way the, the 17th game works. Like last year, it was the NFC odd. The 17th home had the 17th game, quote unquote, was a home game. And the first year it was the AFC had an extra home game, whatever. So because this year is the AFC, all the AFC teams are hosting. That's why it's like that. Mm, okay, so there is like, a method to it. Yeah, because like think about last year. Last year it was Bucks hosting. It was Bucks Seahawks hosting in Germany. It was um, Viking Saints. Like it was all NFC teams. Okay. Okay, so now it's now this year the AFC teams are yeah. losing the the home game. Okay, that makes sense to me then. Um, I'm excited for the schedule to come out. Um, I so when when it does, when we record next, we'll kind of look at maybe some of the marquee matchups, um, and for sure kind of go through and 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 possibly give record predictions to our um, respective favorite teams. So. Yeah. By the way, the only exception last year, Jacksonville still hosted that because they've got that because they signed a contract that was like they're playing in London for like the next however many years. They'll, they'll play one home game in London for X however. So like last year they played the Broncos. Um, so, yeah, they'll be playing it every year. But then the other four games last year were all. Um, internet or NFC Saints, Vikings, Packers, Giants, Seahawks, Bucks, 49er and 49ers Cardinals were in Mexico City, but that they're not having a game this year because uh, the stadium's going under renovation. I wonder if Jacksonville agreed to that, you know, those those games in London and thinking that there was a legitimate chance that they would actually be relocated to London. But now that they've kind of turned the team around and are good and. Um, have kind of rejuvenated the fan base in Jacksonville that they're regretting it. I would have to imagine. Um, well, it depends, I guess. Well, the, the, the guy who bought the team specifically bought it cause he didn't want to leave Jacks or they specifically sold it to him cause he didn't want to leave Jacksonville. So I can't imagine they're Yeah. I imagine they're now like, yeah, we're not moving to London. I think the, the NFL wants to create its own team in London not necessarily move a team there is my understanding. And they want to like basically create an NFL international division. So they would put a team in London, in Germany, 
maybe two teams in London, in Germany, and maybe in France or in Spain, you know, somewhere else. And like that would be its own division. There's so many things about like league expansions that I don't understand. Like, how could you just add one team? Like, that would completely throw off everything, would it not? Like, playoff seating, like, what conference would that team go in? Like, it's taking away an opportunity from all these other, like, I, there's just so many things about it that I don't understand. Um, I know, obviously, it's possible because I don't think a league has ever, like, in a single offseason expanded by an entire division. But there's just so many things. It seems so intricate. And I just, it, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of thinking, it's, it's, I think about that the same exact way I think about like, how are bridges built? And how do planes stay in the air? I, how do, how does the NFL expand? I don't know. It just does. There's people smarter than me that, 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 that make it happen. And I, I just trust it. So my, my two cents on that. There you go. Okay, let's move on to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, shall we? Let's do it. What night did you go to see it? I saw it on a Saturday. Okay, so you saw it last Saturday. Okay, I went on Thursday. Um, I'm assuming your theater was probably packed, right? Uh, Yeah, it ended up being very packed. Okay. Um. Before we get into some specifics here, and I don't think I have a good enough, like, recollection to be able to kind of go through events of the movie in order. Um, But before we get into specifics and our favorite parts, what we liked and didn't like, give me your just overall thoughts on on the film. I thought it was a really good end to the trilogy. And a send-off for James Gunn in this version of The Guardians. Um, I thought it was really emotional. Definitely made me cry in a couple parts. Because um, they did a great job making those animals as cute as possible um, in the movie. I thought... I still think Guardians 1 and 2 might be slightly better... Or well, at least I'm are my favorite, maybe more than this one, but this is still a very good addition to the um to the MCU. And uh yeah, I thought it benefited from being I saw a tweet that said like J Guardians 3 benefits from being more of a James Gunn movie than an MCU movie, and I I, I agree with that. I didn't need a big update on everything that was happening. I just wanted to enjoy this movie, and I, and I did. Yeah, I think I I think I agree with everything that you said. Um, the only thing that I, I'm not really sure of is like where this ranks for me, um, amongst the other two films. Um, I I I, th- I think I think it's for sure at least two. I think it's for sure at least number two. Hmm. Um. I am not an, as high on. I still like the movie. I'm still. I'm just not as high on volume two as a lot of people are. Um, I still think it's great, but when I compare it to the other two now, uh, the other two films, volume one and volume three, um, I'm I'm pretty sure that that volume two is my number three and volume three is my number two, at least. It might be one. I don't know. 
Uh, the movie was way more emotional than I thought, and I was going into it thinking that it was going to be a tearjerker um, for for reasons that ended up being uh, incorrect. So we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll jump into that. Um, but we we obviously knew that it was. I mean, they advertise it like it's really going to be the last time that this group was together on the big screen. Um, and I really thought that for a third installment in a franchise that it hit a home run. I really, really did enjoy the movie. Um, and I think in terms of God, what phase are we in now? Phase five. Yeah, this was the first film of, or second film of phase five. Ant-Man kicked it off, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think post end game, I guess is what I'll say. This was, uh, it's up there. I think for, for me, yeah. um, in terms of films coming out post end game, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, pretty sure it's top three it's for sure top four um so let's get into some some specifics here but essentially what this movie is about um it's basically about the gang meaning the guardians you want me to give a spoiler warning oh good idea yeah the dog days over the dog days are over Man, I really think that that song is going to go down as one of, like, the most, like, perfect. It's a top three needle drop in the series. And I'll yeah. say that. I say that with some confidence. And, um, and man, there's some heavyweight needle drops in 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 this franchise. And I, I, I agree. I think it's top three. Yeah. Um, yeah. But go on. Go on. I was just going to say this movie is essentially um, essentially about the gang, the Guardians, trying to save Rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie takes off. We're on. Uh, is it is it nowhere? Uh, yeah. So we're on nowhere, which is kind of like anyone who remembers it's It's the head of the dying um, uh, Celestial. Yep. And they have kind of made it like their home base. Um, we're on nowhere. Um, Adam Warlock, who I, I, I think you and I could probably have a conversation or a whole entire podcast about uh, Will Poulter's Adam Warlock in this film. Um, I, you either, I think you either love him or you're like, what the hell is he doing in this movie? Um, yeah. and, and for some people, it might be both. But he basically we start off the movie with him like going after Rocket and um, he's uh, Rocket's got something that he wants. We're not entirely sure what's going on, but he basically like really messes up Rocket and Rocket's on the verge of death. And this entire movie is a basically about the Guardians learning about Rocket's like origin story. While yeah. also trying to save him, but they have to figure out his origin story in order to save him. It was really cool how James Gunn kind of tied those two things together. Um, so I, I'm again, I'm not going to go scene by scene. I, I only saw the movie once. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, but there's there's a couple moments, I think, early on in the movie that. I actually don't remember if they're early on or not, but the opening scene with, with Adam Warlock flying in 
to uh, to Barracuda, I'm pretty sure it was, or it was Crazy on You by Heart. Yeah. That, again, I, I thought I thought that was awesome. I, in terms of, of a needle drop, I remember sitting in the theater and being like, okay, yep, this is for sure James Gunn. Um, this is really how we're going to start the film off. But right off the bat, I kind of liked how, I don't know, I kind of liked how we kind of got back to it because the Guardians – the first two movies have always had this sense of family and not that fake sense of family that you get with the fast and furious movies. That's BS, but like a more authentic, like real kind of like, you you really understand that these characters care about each other. And when rocket goes down and it's immediately like, all right, got to save our friend, you know, kind of like this, whatever it takes sort of mentality. Um, I, I kind of remember feeling that I was like, okay, like I'm back. Like, th- like this is a familiar place. This is a comfortable place. It's something that I really haven't like felt a whole lot with the, this post end game MCU, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I, I think it only took me about 10 or so minutes into the movie to be like, yeah, okay. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. I, I was like sort of, I don't think I settled into the movie until later, but yeah, that was, it was a great opening. For sure. For sure. Um, their, their journey, I guess, to, to, to saving rocket takes them. I don't even remember where exactly that lab that they go to was located just some place in space called the Orgoth Sphere or something like that. How do you remember that? I just know these things. Do you sit there in the theater and take notes? <laughs> the Orgoth Sphere? Orgoth Sphere, yeah, because the Orga Corp or whatever is the high evolutionaries uh, company. Homie, you could have asked that question to me in a multiple choice format, and I never would have gotten Orgoth Sphere. Um, it wouldn't have even rung a bell. I'm so impressed that you remembered that that detail but um yeah so then the gang ends up going to this lab and and while they're going through the lab i i thought another cool thing that they were doing was basically having nebula basically like plug herself like into rocket you know to like learn about like what it is that like you know that they should be looking for to like you know make him feel better Mm -hmm. and she she's kind of like sharing some of these details um about about his backstory and then the, the the movie also does a fantastic job um intertwining the flashbacks itself to a young rocket that we see in the trailers um and my god man those flashbacks are because because you get a sense of what's coming they're brutal. Like I was sitting there and I was like, Oh my God, it's Teefs. Like, I just know, I obviously know that this, this does not have a happy ending. Cause if it did, we wouldn't have rocket with the guardians. So like, I am just dreading when this all goes South and sure enough it does. And it, it is, it is brutal, but we will get to that in a second. Um, I want to shout out the, lab um i guess portion of the the lab heist if you will portion of the film because there is a scene in there the hallway fight scene 
that I think is some of the best action in the MCU. I don't know if you agree or not. Ooh, that's tough. Uh, which fight scene? It's the one when they're in the hallway, and it's kind of like a one shot, but the camera's going like in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hallway is, and the that's at the end of the movie, right? When they're fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not at the end. It's it's in the wait. Is it at the end? Yeah. Oh, it's not in the lab? Rocket, because Rocket's involved? Oh, my God, you're so right. I don't know why I thought that it was when um they uh, gang up with Gabora. But, no, you're totally right. That, that it's, no, it's at, at the, the end, so. At the lab, Nathan Fillion is there, and <laughs> Mantis is messing with people, and that fight is, like, just they're all kind of doing whatever. And Chris Pratt is hitting on Daniela Melkor, who's Ratcatcher in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I I noticed that like I, pretty quickly. I was like, she looks familiar, and then uh, I I put two and two together. I was like, oh, that's right. She's gonna be one of those people that I think James Gunn kind of sneaks into like almost all of his projects, which yep. no complaints. Um, I, I I I liked her in Suicide Squad, and she has a much smaller role in this film, but she was pretty good too. And um, that whole scene with Chris Pratt basically trying to like win her over, or like uh, kind of like um, smooths his way into getting her to give him what he was asking mm-hmm. and Gamora not having any of it. Um, I thought, I, I thought it was pretty well done. And then speaking of pretty well done me personally, I liked how they dealt with Gamora in this movie, but I want to get your thoughts on this version of Gamora. I liked what they did with Gamora as well. Like I liked that she was a lot more like the first version of her, but tougher And also remember that at this point, she hasn't quite broken, like, she's in this weird place. Um, And I like how at the end, her and Chris, her and Star-Lord, they're not, it's not like, oh, everything goes back to the way it happens, because that's not how it works. So, I like that, you know what I mean, that story for her. It would have been so easy for them to be like, oh, and throughout the movie, they found each other again. And this version of Gamora falls in love with Peter the same way that the old Gamora did. And she decides to stay. And I'm so glad that they didn't do that. Um, Because, again, I thought that would have been a trope that would have been very easy to kind of fall into. And I think I, I mean, I definitely agree with you that this version of Gamora is a little more rough around the edges. I mean, she feels like a daughter of Thanos. Um, I don't know exactly how much time has gone by between Endgame and this movie. I get the sense that it's probably been years. But I don't I don't know if they ever mention it. Wait, how long Gamora's how long um the, the the gap in time between Endgame and Guardians Volume Three? Oh, I think it's a year. Like a, exactly a year? Not, I mean, at least a year. Okay, because I was gonna say, like, I feel like it was gonna at least be a year or two. Um, because when when Peter sees her, when when Star Lord sees her for the first time, it doesn't seem like. Uh, he's very like acclimated to being around her, so no. I I really like the way that they handled the um the interactions between those two characters. The lab scene was good. There was a moment in there, man, where I thought we were gonna lose Drax. There there was when when uh what's what's the actor's name Nathan? Yeah, Nathan Fillion. 
Nathan Fillion, uh, when his uh, character, the like the, the head security guy, uh, shoots him, and he goes down and he stays down. I was like, oh no, because obviously we we knew that this was going to be Dave Bautista's last time playing Drax, and he was one of those characters where I was like, I'm pretty sure that, like, I feel like there's a very good chance that he does not survive this movie. So when that happened, I was like, I swear to God, if they kill Drax on this in the floor, this stupid lab, I'm going to be so pissed. But alas, they did not. Um, one thing I wanted to mention. Is. And not to get ahead of myself, I really felt like each of the characters got ample screen time, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like we got a lot of Mantis and Drax, which was great. I think because I, they, they're kind of like this buddy system at this point where I think they're by each other through the entire movie. Um, and their dynamics fantastic. We get obviously a lot of Star-Lord, uh, a, quite a bit of Nebula. We get a, a healthy dose of Gamora. Um, I, I guess, you know, obviously minus Rocket, because Homie's basically unconscious for 75% of this movie. Um, but I I was really pleased with that. I I, I don't know if, if uh, James Gunn is going to get the credit he deserves for kind of making it work with all these main characters, you know, being like, you know, five or six of them, because this is going to be the last time that they're all together. And it it would have, it would have sucked if, you know, we walked away from the movie being like, Oh man, like I wish we had more time with like Drax or I wish we had more time with um, Nebula or who, whomever. But the movie also was two and a half hours long. So like, I guess there was plenty of time to go around. Yeah. So what did you think of Chuck Woody's high evolutionary? I thought it was really good at being like just a jerk, the worst <laughs> person. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I thought the performance was good. I thought it was, man, it's just like watching him get angry at rocket in the, in those scenes, like, after Rocket figures out what's wrong with his scientific equipment, I was like, oh, oh my God, this guy's the worst, which is, you know, really good acting, making me hate somebody. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, he was like, uh, I mean, he's kind of like, kind of like Space Hitler a little bit. Um, it's kind of got like this God complex. I mean, he's literally trying to create like this perfect, um, like civilization and and can't can admit his own flaws can't see yeah. his own flaws exactly little literal space hitler but i like the, the the interactions he has with rocket um in in the flashbacks um are are pre- i mean are, are pretty tough to watch especially as we get further along in the movie um I there was this one line that he says that literally sent like I mean like literal chills literal chills up my spine and it was the line I don't know what his like little helpers uh names were but the people with like the scary looking eyes yeah like the really big heads um one of them 
like uh, it, it's when she accused him of like I don't know if she said that she accused him of having a god complex or or what it was, but he screams at her, "There is no god. That's why I stepped in." And I was like, "Oh yeah, give me more of this, please." And there was a part of me, I mean, he was so evil and he was so rotten and I hated him so much, but I didn't want him to die if that made any sense because I loved hating him so much. <laughs> yeah, he had to go, but but he had to go. I I I understand that, but the thought I could not help but think a time or two throughout the movie like, okay, we're a little uncertain what's going to be happening with Kang now that there's a whole bunch of real life um issues going on with Jonathan Majors. And I just yeah. couldn't help but thinking like I would not mind if the high evolutionary was this big bad for a few more movies, but um, alas, I mean, I would assume that he's not coming back, but again, it's the MCU and anything's possible. So, yeah. Um, did, did you have a favorite part of this movie? Um, Um, I thought at, I, I did like the final battle confrontation with high evolutionary, how they all kind of join in and kicking his butt. And then, you know what I mean? Getting all the animals off the ship. I thought that was hilarious, but honestly that Florence, Florence and the machine needle drop at the end. I mean, chef's kiss. Perfect. Yeah, no, for sure. I I really I I also enjoyed the the very end of it. Obviously, like you know, the the movie does end with, um, Rocket getting better and they kick the high evolutionary's ass and they save all the animals that are on, uh, the ship or I don't know if you want to call it the ship, but, um, yeah, no, it's the ship because it takes off from from Counter Earth. And but it's, you know, it's Rocket making the decision that, you know, that they need to go back for the animals because everybody was content with just getting the people off. And then he's like, no, like we got to go back for the animals. And and, and they do. And he kind of, you know, makes right with um, leaving behind. He he feels guilty leaving behind his friends. Not that he really left them behind, but I guess failing his friends um, that we see in in the flashbacks. I think for me, my favorite part of the movie might have been the flashbacks. I don't know if I've really seen um, like flashbacks utilized so effectively in, in, in a long time like that, at least like with me, um, they really registered. I, I tend to get taken out of movies when they jump back and forth between different moments. Um, and I, it, it didn't happen uh, for me with these flashbacks. So I was a big, big fan of those. I think that probably the biggest tearjerker moment was rocket scream oh yeah when i the the otter's name is escaping me lila lila i almost said layla um when when he turns around and lila or lila yeah lila lila's dead yeah that's a brutal moment and I also really appreciated how they didn't give that moment away in the trailer. 
Um, I think back to the trailer and there's a moment where you don't get any volume, but you get a quick snippet of um, Star-Lord screaming what looks like over an operating table. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody in that moment was like, oh, like that's probably because like Rocket just died and like, we're, we're, we're going to lose Rocket. And it's like I was expecting that to be this big emotional like moment and scream in the movie. And then James Gunn's like, nah, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you with rockets. And it's it's brutal, man. It was so sad. I definitely shed a tear, too. Yeah, definitely. I I went to see this movie with. um my my mother i took my mom and one of her uh really good friends who's also like my neighbor she's kind of like an aunt to me at this point mm-hmm. and she's a huge animal lover like like this woman if she goes outside and sees like i don't know uh an uh, in, in, in injured squirrel she's literally taken in chipmunks and bunnies and raccoons and birds and she like like nurses them back to health so a huge animal lover and Every time that they flashed back to Lila and Teefs, she was in tears. And she's not a quiet crier. So like she's sitting next to me and I'm just like, oh man, like we're t- we're 30 minutes into this thing, dude. Like and at the mo at the time I'm like, and Rocket's probably gonna die in this movie. And I'm just I'm I'm not ready for that level of waterworks to be happening right next to me. But um when 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 the end of the movie got me with Lila and Teefs and uh, Floor, right? I think it was the bunny's name. Yeah. When, with Floor, um, she was definitely having a much harder time. Than I was. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it was it was great. I I like like you said, I I like the ending of the movie. Um, I did want to shout out that that hallway fight scene again. Uh, you know, with 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 BC boys kind of coming in. Um, and I remember sitting there kind of like John floor kind of moment. I was like, Oh, this is, this is peak. I think this is peak, but overall I thought the movie was, I mean, if I had to give it a rating out of 10, I'm not even going to joke with you. I, Ooh, I, th- I think it might be like a, I think it, it might be a nine. Mm, okay. I'm an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Okay. I I can certainly live with that. I there was I remember walking out of the theater and I was like, okay, I'm fairly certain that you were not like I'm like I'm fairly certain Chuck and I are gonna feel very similarly about this movie. <laughs> like I just I couldn't imagine you because I know how much you like the, the the volume one and volume two. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way that he's gonna dislike this because I thought it was such a of a, a fitting ending to it all. I agree. Satisfying. I was satisfied. Now, were you glad at the decision or happy with the decision to not really kill anyone off? Even though we thought we did you buy that we were going to lose Quill? Because I did for hand up. I did. I knew we weren't going to lose Quill because I think for Chris Pratt, like, why would I leave this role? This is making me a lot of money. Keeping me in the pop culture like makes a lot of sense. I had a feeling we weren't going to kill Drax because I think they just want to keep that character around. And same with Rocket. I was like, why would they kill a, a character that everybody loves now? And Bradley Cooper, you know, I, you know, he's 
probably going to come back as Rocket sometime. But the Guardians are also in a unique position where, like, when there's this giant multiversal battle, when you're like, the Gar- if the Guardians of the Galaxy aren't involved in the next Avengers movie, you're not like, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. You're just like, yeah, they probably didn't stay in contact. or You know what I mean? It, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I, I, th- I think you're right. I, I think it, really the only person who we know for sure is not returning. Like, we, we know there's not going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 4. That we know. Well, there um, might be. It'd just be probably years from now and with a different director. And okay, I guess be- that's true. So we're not going to get another James Gunn installment of the Guardians movies. That we know. Homie's going over to hopefully do great things with the DC EU, whatever the hell they're called. Um, also, what we know is that Dave Bautista is not returning as Drax anytime soon. Yes. Um, I'm not ruling it out like entirely, but he's really made it known that he wants to go in a different direction with his acting and maybe take on some more serious roles. Yep. Which I think he did with Knock at the Cabin, which I still have not seen. Have you? I have not. And uh, yeah, he also had, you know, small part in Blade Runner 2049. Dune. Yep. Yeah. And he's going to be in Dune 2 later this year. Like, uh, I I really I do enjoy Dave Bautista um, as as an actor. Um, I just I just know comedy fits him so well. You know, like we, we saw it in in uh, Glass Onion, too, this year. And. I hope he doesn't like completely stray away from comedy. I don't think he will, but um, but he's really big on the record with saying he wants to, you know, go down a different route with acting and, um, you know, kind of putting Drax behind him is, is what he believes is the best thing for him right now, which, you know, to, you know, kudos to him. Um, they'll they're not going to have anyone else play Drax. I don't think I, you, you can't. But you never know if we know Secret Wars is coming sometime in the next three years, I guess. Um, you know, and, and who knows what his schedule is going to look like three years from now. You know, he could come back for something like that. But we know it's not going to be any time in the immediate future. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's a little up in the air. You know, the whole MCU is kind of up in the air right now. I wonder if we're ever going to get like, like, I guess I just don't know. Like, what are they waiting on? And like with this Jonathan Major stuff. I don't know. I guess they're waiting for the verdict to come down. because I I don't know. I don't know what's going on. No idea what they're going to do. I, I've like not really paid a ton of attention to it. I thought the last thing that I saw was that the charges were being dropped? No. Like I, I've I've gone back. Like I've seen I've seen everything. I've seen like oh, the person who called nine one one is rescinding their you know their their statement or their charges or whatever it is. But then I've also seen that like it's not happening. Like I can't tell. And I'm not trying to downplay this. He he, he was in court. Yes, he was in court um, Tuesday, and uh-huh. the judge ordered him to stay away from the accuser. Oh, boy. Okay, so again, I wasn't trying to downplay the seriousness of it because either way, it's very, very serious. But 
I just didn't know like what exactly was going on. I mean, either way, I, I cannot imagine that Disney of all organizations is going to continue to employ him, but I don't know. And it's looking more and more like they're going to have to maybe pivot on their plans with phase six. So like, which I I don't know how you can do it other than recasting him. Like they they're going to have to recast him. Yeah, I Which, I that, think so. If that's the case, you know who I would not mind. Well, they also um go well. Go ahead, your suggestion. I was gonna say um. Oh my God, his name's escaping me. I I had it, I had it, and the moment you put me on the spot, I lost it. Um, homie from Star Wars. Oh, John Boyega. John Boyega. I I want to see him as a hero. You know who I'd like to see take over as Kang, possibly Reggae Jean Page. Oh. Wait, isn't he? Isn't he in Secret Wars? Is he? Because I know people want to cast him as Cyclops too. He might be in Secret Wars. Which is also coming out soon. Um, I'm looking at his filmography right now. No, he's not in Secret Wars. That actually is not. I mean, that's. I Apparently, he's not joining the MCO as of last year. Well, you know, things change as 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 we know. Um, I like him and I've heard good things about his role in Dungeons and Dragons. So um, that'd be interesting. There are I, they're obviously, I think, uh, going to cast another black actor as Kang, which they should. But it'd be interesting to see if they do indeed recast him, who who they go with. Um, I wouldn't mind John Boyega. I would not mind um, Red Gay Gene Page. Um, another name I heard is Lakeith Stanfield, which I, I I don't know. I feel like he's a little too like chill and relaxed to 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 be Kang, but we'll see. We'll obviously, if there's any developments on that front, we will make sure to share them. All right. Anything else you'd like to say about Guardians? Or really anything else before we kind of get wrapped up? No, I think I think I think that's it. Okay, so we will be back at some point. Um, I don't know if we're gonna do an episode next week. I, there's really nothing that's like immediately on the radar. I think that's like coming out soon, unless I'm totally missing something, which I don't think I am. No, I think we're. Yeah, I know Secret Invasion comes out next month, but it's the at the end of June. So we're still like a month and a half away. Um, So I know a few episodes ago, you and I talked about maybe kind of getting back into some like um, movie drafts and stuff like that. So maybe well, not maybe we're probably gonna have to come up with something like that. So our next episode, I'm sure we'll do something fun. Um. If you've listened to this episode up until this point, uh, first and foremost, thank you. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, if you could go ahead and leave us a review on either of those platforms, it helps us out a lot. Let's us know how we're doing. 
Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. The podcast is on Twitter at Mind Popcorn. You can follow the podcast on TikTok at Mind Your Popcorn. If you would like to follow either Chuck or myself on Twitter, you can find both of our handles in the podcast Twitter bio. Chuck, anything you'd like to say? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, we will be back next episode. We will get caught up in the NBA world. Uh, like we mentioned, we'll talk some NFL and I'm sure we'll have, um, you know, a fun game or two to kind of play. So until we talk to everybody next time, thank you all so much for listening and have a great day.